Welcome to the Dead Men of Whiskey, a podcast about the remarkable lives and sometimes unusual deaths of the names we all know in whiskey. Now settle in, pour yourself a drink, and sip along with Amy and Christian as they tell you a story about one of those names on a bottle. Hi, whiskey friends. Welcome to our Whiskey Wednesday live show. I am here with Christian. Hey, Christian. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the third live episode, and we have a show for you. I hope everybody listened to the E.H. Taylor uh, episode last week. We'll be following up on that a little bit, and we have a new guest today. Amy, you want to introduce our guest we do but before we introduce him because i'm super excited to talk to him but i don't want to not mention we've got some really big news this week oh and you don't even know this yet no i know everybody i actually don't know what the hell she's talking about but well you never know what i'm talking about for the most part but um we've got some big news we've got a big guest today and we have, as of yesterday, yesterday, thanks to everybody that's here, we have made, I can't think of the word, and it's crazy because I've been focused on it all week, uh, we have made affiliate on Twitch. Nice. Excellent. So what that's that means... Excellent is that we can have subscribers now and subscribers the first 10 of them get a really special badge like a founder's badge or something like that and we already have our first subscriber his name's caleb and he subscribed before this show even showed up but we're affiliate we can have subscribers and we have some emotes in the works and there will soon be a bell emote and a gong emote and our faces emotes Because, you know, we're sure you want to see more of our faces. But the big news is that um, soon, I don't know when, because I'm on vacation next week, you'll be able to subscribe and then you can ring your own bell for when we make mistakes or a gong. More judgment. Yeah. Or (laughs) more humiliation and judgment. If you subscribe enough you'll also get to call us specifically out by using our faces to say who made the mistake. And then we can review it and see whose face mine shows up the most. So (laughs) anyway, thank you guys so much for, for watching and getting us to that level. We're really excited about it. And then we're also really excited because tonight we have a very special guest for two reasons. Um, He is the obits editor at the New York Times. So we can't think of anything more fitting for the dead men of whiskey. Just like the dead men of everything. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) But he's also the author of The Impossible Collection of Whiskey and some other whiskey things. And he has a new book coming out this fall. And so I'd like to welcome Clay to join us here. Let's get him here on the stream. Hey, Clay, welcome to the Dead Men of Whiskey. Clay Ryzen, everybody. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Since we're all here uh, and uh, we're all here on screen right now, let's get to the absolute most important thing. What are we drinking? Oh, man. Okay. 
Uh, I am drinking, and I'll get the bottle because I just emptied it. Uh, I am drinking. I bought a really nice um, single barrel, barrel pick of Russell's Reserve. Uh, bought it online. I don't want to say how long ago because it went really fast. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I've got the, the remains of it right here, and I'm going to be really sad to see it go into my tummy. Oh, well, I mean, also really it's happy the only place it belongs, to be honest, in my opinion. <laughs> That's where whiskey belongs. It doesn't yeah, belong yeah, in the bottle. Exactly. It belongs in your throat. Yeah. Um, how about you, Amy? What you got? Um, I'm going to give you one guess. Water? <laughs> <laughs> I should be drinking water. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm here oh, with wait, my boyfriend. On, on. Oh, James Pepper. James E. Pepper. Uh, James yeah. Pepper. And this little, is the... little does everybody know she actually sleeps with that bottle. Every day. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very she obsessed like with James She has Pepper. a doily that she puts over it. Looks like pajamas. And that's it's her, it's her a time pal. Um, they're the footy pajamas, which is weird. Mm -hmm. But this is one that was done in a sherry cask, and it's pretty good. So um, right. I'm normally a James E. Pepper rye person, but. I'm branching out tonight. What are you drinking, Christian? That's cool. Well, I've been branching out a lot the last couple of weeks. Uh -huh. No, seriously, I've been uh, every time I go. I, fortunately and unfortunately, I have a, a, a liquor store about a hundred feet from the front door of my apartment. So, and they do have a pretty decent selection of whiskey. But today, actually, I picked up just uh, I got the bonded old granddad, hundred proof, and uh, just seemed like something uh, that I could sip on for quite a while until it's gone and <laughs> i have a question about that yeah i feel like this is a chicken and the egg situation which came first you moving to the apartment or, or the liquor store the liquor store <laughs> being there <laughs> well there's a liquor store consortium company you know company they have a bunch of branches and they have requested that i actually tell them whenever i move and give them my new address so that they could try to set up retail near me but uh, it, they should ask that because I swear to God, the people that, that actually work the liquor store, they seem so unsurprised <laughs> every other day or every three days that I show up to buy a new bottle of whiskey. But um, nice. but yeah, but actually, I gotta say, I've kind of enjoyed the old granddad. It's, it seems pretty balanced and unpretentious. And before, before we dive into our conversation with Clay, I feel like I missed something. If it's your first time mm -hmm. here, and you hear this noise, a bell. Oh, yeah. um, we do a thing where we are going to mess up because we are doing this live podcast and drinking whiskey. And some of us are better <laughs> than others at it. And yeah. so when we mess up, we can ring the bell on each other and it means that we drink. And we encourage you if you want to and it's safe to do and you can do so responsibly to drink at home with us. So feel free to share what you're drinking in the um, chat, it looks like um, History Rider, who is our second uh, subscription or third, wait, there's, I'm, I lost something here, but we have a subscriber, it's History Rider, and he's also drinking Willie's Distillery Devil's Brigade. So share what you're drinking nice. in the chat. Um, if you hear that. the bell, feel free to drink along with us. No pressure if you don't want to, you can drink water with us if you want. Um, but yeah, we always want to hear what you guys are drinking at home. Also, I like that it just gave you guys the opportunity to refill your glasses. So oh, I can it tell it's yeah. going to be a good one. <laughs> like I needed an opportunity for that. But, uh, but actually, I did take the opportunity to do that because before we get into the interview, 
I just wanted to uh, raise a glass and say welcome to play. And uh, let's do it the Dead Men Whiskey way. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Mm. So just to, I know Amy caught us up a little bit about you at the top of the show, but let's uh, kind of go through your credits because they are pretty impressive. And uh, let's, let's say, all right, so you are now, now you're the obituary editor. Yeah. Obituaries so, well, so, so I write obituaries. So, you write, uh, a, oh, not yeah. The yeah we, no, but obituary that's the uh, writer at the, you were, yeah, we uh, have a whole team. We've got a whole team of people. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how do you like that, by the way? I'm sorry. Oh, before we get into the whiskey. I mean, there's uh, gotta be, for a journalist, there's just gotta be like just weird insights or as a writer, like your mind gets expansive when you're writing these things and you gotta be thinking um, about bigger things. You know, I'm gonna, stuff, so. I'm gonna date myself here a little bit, but yeah. uh, you know, there's an old show called, uh, I don't know if you remember Quantum Leap. Did you ever see that? Of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know, you know, you never Dracula, know. Man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Someone was trying to, I saw someone yeah. trying to explain like, so there was a show called the Cosby show back yeah. in the eighties. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so but it's the job is kind of like quantum leap, right? Where mm -hmm. the premise of the show, he he shows up in this, you know, he doesn't know where he is, shows up in this context, right? And he's mm -hmm. got to figure it out and he's got to do his thing. And at the end, he leaves. And my job being an obits writer is like that. It's like I get an assignment, they say, okay, this person died. You've got to explain why they're significant. And it's all about, you know what little mark did they leave on the world? And so it's like, uh, you know, here's somebody, she was a historical fiction writer about like way, medieval whales and not what, you no know, W-A-L-E-S, not, mm -hmm. not fish-like. <laughs> it's like all these whales and armor and riding with armor horses. And, like, swords. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then the next assignment will be uh, a civil rights lawyer. And then the next mm. assignment will be, you know, the inventor of the mechanical pencil. And, you know, it's just like, it's so fun. No, that's cool. It's actually the segue of the interesting thing between the Dead Men of Whiskey and we are doing a podcast about, you know, which is essentially an obituary of like, yeah. all of these like famous whiskey people. You're doing this now. You were the senior politics editor, but you've also, yeah. as it more relates to whiskey, uh, you're the author of The Impossible Collection of Whiskey, uh, Single Malt, A Guide to the Whiskeys of Scotland, and American Whiskey, Bourbon and Rye, A Guide to the Nation's Favorite Spirit. So yeah. you have a wealth of information uh, uh, on the history of whiskey and whiskeyers, whiskey makers. Um, way too much. Yeah. Way too much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard to go into a conversation about whiskey without being like, you know, having all the guns loaded with all the... Uh, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know. Let's see. Uh, this would be weird to say without. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, everyone. Everyone brings their own thing to the conversation, right? And yeah. there's. I will tell you this. Uh, as much as I've been around whiskey, like I know people who know, who can, trivia me under the table, and yeah. who can taste me under the table, and so. I don't know. It's all. But they can. I, can I they no enjoy whiskey? And can they enjoy whiskey more than you? I uh, know. No. no there you I, go. That's <laughs> all that matters. That's all that fucking matters, dude. That's all no, that matters. I, yeah. Um, how did you how did you get into <clears throat> not how, how did your 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 history leanings, historian leanings turn you in into the uh specific road going down with uh with whiskey? Like what drew you there? 
Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it was like, uh, it's one of the great things about being a journalist is that, you know, you get paid to write about things, uh, obviously. And uh, if you're lucky, you get paid to write about the things that you are interested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, you know, I was writing about all kinds, you know, I was writing about politics. And, uh, but I happened to do, be doing some freelance writing and and one of my editors said, hey, he and I got to talking and he was kind of a food guy. And this was maybe like, uh, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago. And uh, he said, uh, you know, he found out I liked whiskey and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like whiskey for a long time. And uh, he said, you know, I hear whiskey's, you know, starting to get, you know, starting to come around. This was when bourbon was really just starting to... Yeah make a mark. And uh, he said, you know, anything you want to write, you know, we'd love to love to read it. And, uh, you know, I was kind of faking it because, like, <laughs> yeah, I liked whiskey, but I didn't yeah. know that much. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know but, what that's but, like at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, but he, you know, he kind of just said, look, you know, you're like, uh, you know, you know more than you know more than I do, so go for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just you know that was just sort of an open door to start researching and interviewing and justifying buying more bottles and going to Kentucky and uh, and then that just built you know from there. And uh, I, I also do I write for the Times, uh, about, yeah. you know, for, uh, dirt, you know newspaper articles as books, and I do some freelance writing and some tasting competitions and stuff. So there's a whole like mess of stuff that I can do. And it's fun. I mean, it's so much fun. It's just, uh, and then, you know, and stuff like this and meeting folks like you is, uh, this is awesome. It is kind of awesome. I really, <clears throat> I got to say that that's probably one of my favorite things about doing this too. Uh, between meeting yourself and uh, Kurt Maitland, who you might know. Of the oh, Kurt's Club. one of my best friends. Yeah. Get it. Seriously, you should text yeah. him somehow during this show and tell him that you're our guest. He was our guest on the first episode. And I'm Was going to really? go have drinks with him actually next week. Yeah. Great dude. Great dude. Met him, out, met him out for a drink last week. He's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I want, but enough about him. He's already been on. He's already had his episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about I mean, I'm just her. texting him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he will get a kick out of that. Um, we noticed that you had, uh, you're, you have a, <clears throat> a book dedicated to bourbon and one to rye yes. and another one to scotch. Now, granted, obviously, there's the, the, the reasons why they're different, but uh, you've broken them down this way. Do you feel like whiskey's easier to understand in a categorical sense in breaking it down that way? Or is it more about where it comes from or what the corn or this type of the other thing that's in? That's uh, a good uh, question. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, there's, I, think that's a, I think it's an easy way to do it. Um, I don't think it has to be that way, but I think people expect it. Yeah, you know they right. expect you to talk about because you know you run across people all the time who say, "Oh, I love bourbon, but I hate scotch," you know, yeah. or vice versa, and you know, so you've already got these. And whether yeah, you know, that I'm whatever people, uh, people have their have own the taste. preferences. Yeah. People have their preferences, but they think in those categories. So yeah. for me, it's easier to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going, I'm going to roll with that and say, we'll do a book about scotch. I'll do a book about American whiskey, and uh, you know, take it that way. But you're right. I mean, there. I think there are other ways to do it. Which do you think of the three that, that if you delineate them that way, which one do you think has the more, the richest, uh, or let's not say richest, say most entertaining history? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I think bourbon's got the, you know, bur- let's say American whiskey generally has the Americans are crazy and there's a lot of characters in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, and also because like, I mean, scotch, I, and I love scotch. So don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. 
I was with Scotch earlier today, and and uh, I think you know there's a lot to be said for Scotch as the best drink in the world. But in terms of the history, you know, there's less. There just is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot. You know, it's been corporate for a long time. There's some great little distilleries, but you just don't have the rich history that, and you don't have quite the integration with the culture that you do in the United States. I mean, you talk about. I mean, you guys talk about the dead men of whiskey. I mean, it's a big part of American history. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, whereas in Scotland, it's a big part of the economy. In Scotland, it is. You know, in Great Britain, mm. I don't know, people drink it. It just doesn't it's just have a thing that, that they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and there's a... Uh, <laughs> I would a like to say deep. that that's America making a production out of everything. That's, yeah. that's essentially how we Yeah, no, it. You know, it is. And, you know, yeah. for better or worse. Um, yeah, well, true. I mean, you have That's all this true. drama, right? You've got prohibition and you have frontier characters and it's it's just sort of made for made for entertainment. I Would think for, oh. oh, go for it, Amy. I think that just because all of this was happening as the country was establishing itself, it's kind of created this story that they go hand in hand and it played such a big role in things like taxes and all of that stuff. Well, yeah. Prohibition, yeah, currency. Fun. People used to use it as currency. Uh, like these, I yeah, still do. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I try to social currency. You know, it's. I mean, it doesn't work a Come lot. Over a head but... <laughs> Well, it, you'd be surprised. How, yeah, you'd be surprised how well it works when you like need something moved and you're like, I've got a bunch of whiskey, but I need to move this refrigerator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it still works as currency for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of in in history, at like who is your favorite dead man of whiskey? Do you have one? Oh man! Um, all right, so uh, yeah, actually, um, so I, sometimes if we if you hadn't just done a show about E. H. Taylor, I might say E. H. Taylor, but because you already did one, um, I'm going to go the other way and say uh, Joseph Greenhut, uh, who was. Hi. Yeah. who's the head of the whiskey trust in uh, the late 19th century and is a gonzo character. Um, notes, and, uh, notes, Amy. <laughs> I, I, no, I, that, I think yeah. he's, he's a fascinating character. I don't know. Do you want, I, what's, I, yeah. Yeah. What, what stands roll, out about him? Roll on his CV. Uh, so he's, you know, he's born in what is now the Czech Republic, right? Uh, Austria back then uh, immigrated to the United States to Chicago uh, uh, you know, grew up in Chicago. Uh, he he was a Civil War minor Civil War hero. Uh, you know, fought fought uh, for the Union. Came back to Chicago. Uh, did a bunch of odd jobs. Never really made much money. Moved to Peoria to get into distilling because uh, that's where a lot of distilling was going on. And it just was one of these like he tried a million things, and then the million and first thing worked, and he just took off as uh not really as a distiller but as a business guy behind the distillery and you know we're not talking about bourbon making we're talking about like industrial grade you know they're making you know pure grain alcohol and then selling it to somebody else to turn into real or fake whiskey but you know he's just churning it out and eventually ends up creating a a trust around whiskey so powerful you know he controlled 90 percent of the market and you know it was really Yeah. And when you think about the thing I think is so fascinating is so, you know, you already mentioned, uh, Amy, that, you know, whiskey was a big part of, you know, paid for a lot of uh, 
the federal revenue. I mean, in terms of taxes, you know, back in the late 19th century, something like half of all federal revenue came from whiskey excise taxes. And we, so if you think about, you know, he's running this company that's responsible for 90% of the whiskey being made in the country. Uh, that means he it, or his company, his trust was responsible for 45, almost half of all federal money, all federal revenues came from his, came from Peoria, came wow. through his company in Peoria. Uh, it's crazy. You can go see his house. I've been to his, his house in Peoria and it's now chopped up into a little apartments, but it's this beautiful old Victorian mansion that looks out, sits on a bluff and looks out over the city. Uh, but he's just, so he ended up, uh, he was super corrupt uh, and uh, also used, you know, he'd, he'd uh, have somebody blow up a distillery if the Jeez. distillery wouldn't join him. Uh, really all kinds of- I was almost of, impressed uh, with him for a second. <laughs> no, but yeah, so- Yeah, I mean, I'm still impressed, but- they, No, but he was also, he was like, uh, he, was a real, he was a real family guy, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, gave a lot of money to the community. You know, you sort of, I don't know, he's not a mobster, but he sort of has that kind of, kind of tinge to him. Anyway, he ended up getting fired by the board. They decided they were running. The feds were after him, and they just decided to get rid of him. So he moved to New York City, and he rebranded himself as a department store owner. And for, for the last 20 years of his life, he owned a huge department store on Fifth Avenue. So very Which successful. Um, he's, buried, he's buried out in the uh, Greenwood Cemetery. So, oh, get out. Yeah, I just, I, mean, right I don't know. I, I think right that's right a right fascinating right. life story. Uh, you know, and he's he's an amoral character, but he's uh, he's such an American character. And and I think Taylor's an American character too, but in a totally different way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, I think, and I, I think that's the appeal. I think, of, I mean, for, for as far as I can, as far as my opinion goes, <laughs> one of the most appeals of the, biggest appeals of the podcast in general, I think is just that it, there's, they're whiskey stories, but they're so American. Like every single one of them was just like a died in the wool American story and American history. I don't know, some bit of a yeah, or you know, yeah, at least very very interested in it. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I mean, as your books, <clears throat> would you consider that the books that you've come out with so far are they uh, are they more geared to to like the beginner, someone that can just kind of jump in and and so, they have an interest in whiskey and like oh let me just jump into the book, see what happens. Oh yeah, or do they have to really have to have some kind of background? No, they're really they're really geared toward uh, beginners, uh, and uh, you know, let's say uh, beginners and intermediate types. Mm -hmm. um, once you really start to get to kind of the advanced level, you don't really need me to help you out. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, my first two, the Scotch Book and the American Whiskey Bourbon and Rye, uh, those are both, yeah, very much for. Uh, someone who's looking to get interested in, in whiskey and kind of an overview reviews of the whiskeys you're going to find in most places. Uh, the most recent one, the Impossible Collection of Whiskey, uh, that's, it's, um, you know, it's one of these, uh, it's more of a gift book, you know, it's big okay. and expensive. And, uh, and it is, uh, it was a lot of fun because I basically had to come up with a list of 100 just the most baller whiskeys I can think of. Uh, and some that I couldn't think of that I had to kind of research, um, did not get to taste all of them. Um, you know, that some of these are, you know, you, yeah. yeah, well, you hear about these bottles that go for a million dollars, you know, a Macallan 
that was distilled in 1926. And so, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get to taste that, but I will put it in the book. And, and maybe if I put it in the book, <laughs> maybe they'll send me some. They haven't. And, and I'm, I'm not, I, whoever, if anyone from McAllen is listening, I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. But Listen, man, uh, I can tell you that I, I used to be a travel writer and I simply did it for the plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so I can get out of here. But no, that was fun. That was fun I'm because, sure was. Uh, you know, I got to throw in stuff that, you know, is sort of, uh, I mean, there's kind of a, I, th I figured, I found that coming up with the first 50 was really easy. You know, you put your Pappy Van Winkle and, you know, you put mm -hmm. some old stuff and you put some, you know, there are a bunch of scotches that just, they're kind of Hall of Fame scotches. Uh, but then the next, and then coming up with another hundred was not too hard, but the goal was a hundred. So I had to then, the hard part was coming from 150 down to a hundred. It's Ooh. like, well, especially it's that like last 10. Cutting out your babies, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. Why this one and not this one? And, uh, you know, I made it really clear that, look, obviously this is subjective and, you know, someone else will say this other thing. But, uh, you know, that one was really, that was that was a little, and it just, it had to be 100. There was no, couldn't be 101. It couldn't be 99. So uh, that took a little while. Everybody but it was loves the list. Yeah, everyone loves yeah. the list. Everyone loves the list. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, if you uh, give us, could you give us your top three? That top would appear. Three. Yeah, your top three. Like, what do you think your of, top three whiskeys? Of all kinds of all. Well, like, yeah, top yeah. Three I guess, that I you know, enjoy. The ones or, that you like. The ones that you like. The ones that I like. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a easier a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it is. Completely um, subjective. But yes, we'd love to know. I mean, all right, so I'll, I'll do the scotch first. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I love, and let me let me actually step back. I mean, I, I think more about, like, what distilleries do I like, right? Okay. Generally speaking, like, especially with scotch, you know, you can like oh, this. Oh, let's, let's change the question. No, no. Which distilleries? Well, I mean, yeah. No, but okay. So, I mean, with Scotland, uh, Springbank, anything from Springbank is awesome. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, they just, it's, it, for me, it's, it's like a desert island whiskey where, uh, you know, if all I could drink was Springbank, but, it, you know, all kinds of Springbank, that's what I would want on my island because they do so many different things. They've got some, you know, cask finishes. They've got some peaty stuff. They've got, some, you know, all kinds of things. That would be fun. You know, it wouldn't just mean drinking this one thing the rest of my life. So that's it's true. definitely anything from Springbank. Uh, you know, in the U.S., it gets really hard really fast i mean um you know i will always say blanton's because blanton's is uh that is the first really good whiskey that i ever drank and there's a real uh i grew up in nashville and my grandfather yeah and my grandfather introduced me to blanton's uh i was in my early 20s and uh you know he basically said look you know i'm i know you've had some pretty I assume you've had some pretty bad whiskey in your life <laughs> at your age, yeah. you, you being yeah, a young man funny. in his early twenties. Uh, but you need to try this because this is actually what, this is really good bourbon. And uh, so he introduced, and that just changed. It was like switching on a light. I mean, when I think about when did I get into whiskey, it was literally that moment where I figured, oh yeah, not only is this great, not only is it my grandfather, gave, but this is awesome. And mm -hmm. so, right. 
So yeah, that was actually my next question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, sorry. That, like major whiskey lover. No, you answered yeah. it already. Let's. Uh, no, but uh, so that that would always be that would always be it. And then, man, I don't know. I mean, this I have George C. Stag. Uh, I always love. Um, mm. You know, I always. I mean, I I'm a big high proof guy, so I always love just these big chewy kind of you know almost char infused bourbons. Mm. Uh, yeah, so like anything that that's got that, just like you could, you could eat it with a knife and fork. Um, <laughs> that that's the whiskey that I love. So, you know, stag, I'd have to say George C. Stag. Wonderful. Thanks, man. Um, well, is there anything new on the horizon that we should be looking out for? Uh, not specifically yeah. related just to your books coming out, but definitely including that, but, uh, just whiskeys in general, any inside uh, yeah. information, things you're looking forward to releases? I mean, yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. There's, um, uh, there's a whiskey that I really, really got into, uh, um, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Sweeten's Cove and it's, uh, it, it was, um, only released in, I think, Tennessee and Georgia. It was a very small release, uh, for their first initial release. Uh, and it was 13 year old blend, you know, blended whiskey, uh, I mean, it was a bourbon, but blended, mm -hmm. you know, they made a proprietary blend. Uh, it's Tennessee whiskey. Uh, it is awesome. Uh, it's like, again, it's, it's what it's in my wheelhouse. It's chewy, big flavors, really delicious. Uh, and uh, they are about um, probably the next, I think, the next month or two, they're going to come out with a wider release. Uh, okay. Still, still yeah, not a yeah, big, like. They're doing every release. They're doing a few more states, a few more uh, release, uh, you know, more bottles. So, and I, so I think their goal, uh, yeah, is probably the spring. But it's yeah. So Sweetens Cove, that's really awesome. They've got uh, they've got some really smart people doing the blending. That's exciting. Um, I'm really uh, looking out for that. Uh, you know, otherwise it's it's just kind of these days it's almost whatever comes down the pike i'm i'm happy to see like there's so much creativity in the industry right now and so mm -hmm. much cool stuff coming out from from the big guys from a lot of the smaller producers that have now got some uh really got some years of experience and they know what they're doing uh and they've got some really great whiskey out there you know they're putting out just killer whiskey uh so you know it's it's always exciting um you know more often than not like I will just not even know what to say when I get a bottle. I mean, it used to be I'd get bottles from all over the place and I'd really, mm -hmm. you know, be able to tell you like that sucks. And that is <laughs> great. And it's not that stuff doesn't suck anymore, but there's no, so still, much good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But there's no, but there's so much good stuff. It's really, it's fun to watch. Um, and it's, it's no, really it's one just, of the joys of doing this actually, because there's so many good whiskeys out there that we could exhaust we could go 80 seasons and talk about every good whiskey there is with never having to like shame anyone because you know, yeah, there's I mean, just the so much good stuff out there. It really is. And the, the thing that's, that's frustrating or it's not frustrating, but I, um, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people only distribute kind of locally or, or mm -hmm. regionally. regionally. You really got to, yeah. you've got to really dog some find the right PR people. I mean, in my, case or just mm -hmm. or even you have to dig to find out about them like uh 
there's this distillery out of uh, Nevada, uh, Fry, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Fry Ranch, Frey Ranch, uh, and they make a bourbon and they make a rye. Uh, you can't get it on the East Coast. So you've, you know, yeah. you've got to know somebody or have some connection in California or Nevada, but it's awesome. I finally got I a bottle. Get, I can't get my favorite whiskey here in New York. But what, uh, you know, what, what is that? What do you? It was uh, what was the the Yama Mizunara by uh, Bain. Oh, Island. yeah, yeah. I've never ridiculous. had it. I've heard it great. It's so freaking good. It's, it's so good. good. But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you would. But yeah, yeah we, we had a we had a bottle in Seattle, you know, which makes sense obviously. But that, uh, but it's I pined for it, man. <laughs> oh man, I want more of that. It was so good. I, it was so so good. Yeah. But then that's but, yeah. also fun, right? Because then. Then you know, I mean, not right now because uh, we're all in lockdown. But uh, mm -hmm. when it's all over, you know, the ability to go to it, you know, you end up, you're doing, a, you've got for some reason you're in San Francisco or wherever. Absolutely. You're going to have this whole range of stuff that you, you they, can try. That it's no longer just about you walk into every bar and they have the same whiskeys. It, re you know, it gonna reminds have, it reminds me of traveling a lot and going to a different like indie record store in every city i would go to yeah and i would always yeah. go try to find like what the local little hardcore punk bands or whatever that you know put cassettes out that they only made a hundred of because that's all they could afford uh or cds or whatever and you would buy them there while you were in their city i guess or whatever and uh and it would always feel good to have it when you came back it's like oh, i got this like seven inch of you know yeah and some, then if they uh, have a regional band from now. austin from like the 80s or something yeah you can't get anywhere else yeah I yeah and then maybe if that band stuff. happened to show up in your town and they're playing some you know yeah you know, yeah you know, you i mean that's some merch connection yeah. right uh yeah there's a yeah. connection so we just need that. more whiskeys to show up in our town yeah, on tour, know, right? we need a whiskey <laughs> yeah. tour. That's brilliant. Well, uh, it could never happen in Washington words. State, though. Um, yeah. Okay, Clay, we have a question from the chat, and that is, "What's your favorite?" Okay, I read that wrong. You're welcome, guys. Uh, Clay, yeah. what's what's Clay's personal? Uh, uh, uh. You have to drink. You rang the bell. You have to drink. I was that getting to voice. it. I was going to get the question out and then take a drink. <laughs> I have not had any problems drinking this evening even without the bell but mm -hmm. um what's clay's personal favorite whiskey story that involved a bit of an adventure and possibly some embarrassing decisions you can leave the embarrassing decisions out no oh man my ah i should come prepared because, it's okay see, that's, that's a tough, well it's a tough question because those tend to be the ones that i you know that you either uh, reflexively, uh, sort of <laughs> a high, you know, sort of berry, or for various, um, uh, this, you know, uh, physiological reasons, cannot remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 a lot of my favorite stories are stories people have told me after the fact that I've had to be like, oh, that did happen to me, I guess. I yeah. I mean, you know, there's, uh, oh man. I mean, you know, it's it, this is gonna sound really geek. I mean, not geeky, but like very lame um, to say. Yeah, but I'm mean, not lame. But you know, it's like yeah. it's not a. I'm gonna. Here's what happened. I got drunk and I ended up in, um, you know, someone's basement. It's uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I was doing. I was doing a tasting at uh, a distillery outside Philly, and uh, you know, didn't really expect anything out of it. It was just kind of you know, kind of running show. And at the end, the uh, 
the the owner brought me by and he said, you know, hey, you know, thanks for doing this. Um, you know, do you want to do you want to try some Linnell's Red Hook Rye? And uh, I don't know if you uh, it's one of these legendary impossible to find uh you know ten thousand dollars a bottle kind of but it's a rye i mean it's mm -hmm. one of these just I, I i small community people like just they have to have it so um and he just poured me a big glass of it so uh that's more of a brag i'm sorry uh, <laughs> no it's not that's, I, that's I mean that was that was cool um yeah, I mean the embarrassing stories. You know, the embarrassing stories often involve beer, unfortunately. <laughs> well, uh, we have not, we do we do have another question that I think is a really good question specifically for you. If it were possible, who have you written about that you'd like to have a drink with? Mm -hmm. Oh man. Okay. So, you know, I I would love to have a drink with um I'd love to have a drink with Elmer T. Lee, uh, former, you know, distillery manager at Buffalo. What, what's now Buffalo Trace? Um, I thought you were about to say Buffalo Wild Wings. I did yeah. too. I was. <laughs> <laughs> He's this dude who hangs out at Buffalo Wild Wings on Thursdays, and uh, I actually do want down. to hear that story. You're real into wings. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you know, he's down in Times Square and just. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think he'd be super cool to hang out with and uh, just fascinating to talk to and, you know, really nice guy. Uh, man, what else? I mean, if I mean, he's he's fortunately still with us, but if I could ever I would love to hang out with Jimmy Russell more. Uh, I, you know, I, I've met him. I've, you know, talked to him, but, you know, I'd love to have sit down, and have a drink with him. That, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're honestly that's what that's it's a hard question because it's there's so many people that I would right. love to hang out with. Um, I don't know, George Washington distilled with distilled rye whiskey, so I don't know, I'd love to have a drink with George Washington. How about that? Yeah, I didn't get distracted by his teeth. I don't know. <laughs> okay so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with you with a little game of two truths and a lie and this is a tricky tricky thing because normally we have a brand ambassador on that knows at least the brand that we're talking about but tonight we're going to quiz you on Colonel Taylor, which you have never declared to be an expert on. So I would be shocked if you got this right, but let's just go for it and see what happens. So right. I'm going to give you three statements okay. and you are going to tell me which one is the lie. Uh, Colonel Taylor was related to President Zachary Taylor. Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr., also known as Colonel Taylor, was not actually the son of a man named Edmund, or Colonel Taylor fought in the Revolutionary War. Uh, so which one's the lie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three. Oh. That is correct. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. Well done. He, he, yeah, he did right. not. Right. Impressive knowledge. Yeah, that's very impressive. He was not a junior. He was taken in by a family that happened to have the same name as him. And that's how he adopted the junior part of it. So 
Um, we have to wrap things up, Clay. Thank you so much for being here. I do know that we didn't touch on it very much, but there is a new book coming out in October. What is the name oh, of that book? Uh, that book is going to be called Kentucky Whiskey. Uh, it'll be out in October. Ten Speed Press. Check it out. Um, it'll be a nice gift. You know, you have a website to drop holiday. It, so. I will. Uh, no. okay. <laughs> that's a good idea. He's. <laughs> <laughs> These websites the 21st century um, is calling. <laughs> hi. No, for yeah, the, for that's, the, that's the one with email, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, is. by the way, Kurt, Kurt says, uh, hey, tell them I say hi back. They are good peeps. So. Oh, shit. We got the Kurt oh, Maitland endorsement. If only I'd known. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 only I'd known. <laughs> Okay, so we will, we will, would we will, we would love to. <laughs> I got it. I'm on it. Have you back in October and maybe get a sneak peek on this little book that's yeah. going to happen. And cool. thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Looking um, forward to it. Yeah, if, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. If you are watching at home, we are going to transition to a trivia question but we'll be back with the answer of it. But the first person that answers the trivia in the chat, first person we see um, is going to win a scratch off distillery map, which is pretty cool. And we'll talk about it when we get back. In the meantime, everybody in the chat, say thanks to Clay. Uh, I can't think of a better fit for the dead men of whiskey than somebody yeah. that knows about whiskey and writes, and writes obituaries. About yes. <laughs> so thanks so much Wait, for being here. Be doing this show. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing pretty well. All exactly. right. It's and yeah, we'd love Thank to have you, you back soon. All right. Cool. Take care. Hey guys. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back. Um, it turns out that History Writer got our trivia question right. The answer is Stone Fence. Um, history Writer is going to be really hard to beat because he definitely knows. I wonder, is history. he a History Writer? <laughs> Rider. R -I -D -E -R. Oh, History Writer. That's even better than History Writer. Yeah, like he so rides that history. He does. Gangnam style. I don't know. Um, I don't know about that, but um, I, don't I just said it. Okay. <laughs> just words. I think everybody was getting a little upset because there weren't a lot of bells because Clay was so good with. Okay, you can't do that. No, That's maybe cheating. we're getting better at our job.
Oh, well, I rang the bell by accident. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're not getting better at our job. But I will say this. Um, I'm about to talk about things, so it's not going to the bell's going to start ringing because I was pretty quiet during oh, yeah. the early here part go. here. I'm so really here we go. Sad. Buckle up. I have, to pour, I have to pour myself some more whiskey because I know, I know how you are. Buckle up, refill. And I'm going to talk about the story tonight's going to be a little bit different than what it's been before because we're going to talk about a few myths, a few legends. And um, let's talk about hair of the dog to start with. Do you know the saying? Do, do I know it? Do you know hair of the dog? <laughs> I implement it often. But do and you know? You... Yeah. Go ahead. What? No, no. Uh. Uh-uh. You go. You. You. Um. <laughs> do you know its origin? Um. No. Tell me. Okay. That. So it might be like the saying that we hear after we've been drinking, and you probably hear of it way more than I do. Uh. no you're probably um, right it's true uh so where do you think it comes from do you know where it comes from you already said you don't know where it comes from it's no i mean if i had to wage a guess i'd say it has something witchy about it i don't know it's like eye of newt sort of deal to me so hair of the dog is short for hair of the dog that bit you and the saying comes from an old belief that if you got bit by a rabid dog, you could be cured if you ingested a potion that contained some of that dog's oh, hair. I have heard that. Actually, I have heard that. I didn't know if that was right. I had heard yeah. that, but I wasn't sure if that was true. So, so okay. basically, the correlation okay. translates to if the alcohol gave you the hangover, the alcohol could make you feel better. But there's absolutely zero proof that hair of the dog in any fashion, whether it's actual hair of the dog or whiskey, there's uh, zero proof that it works. Uh, let me just say that I have about 20 years of experimentation on this <laughs> concept. <laughs> and if laboratory results have anything to do with that. Did you just say, say lab laboratory or laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> really, if I'm going to be honest, it's lavatory. It's totally laboratory Uh you know evidence but let's call it a laboratory i mean there's like porcelain and shit but okay. um yeah i don't know i mean it's uh does it work nope. i don't know maybe i just want more whiskey i just uh, that's uh it seems like i'm less unhappy after i've had the hair of the dog shot the next day or drink yeah but you're also day. less unhappy when you drink in general. Well, that's so, kind of what I'm getting at. So I'm not sure whether I'm un- less unhappy because I am now also a little tipsy again, or whether it's like, oh, the body is like resetting to something. I don't know. But you you go on because okay. you have the actual answers to this. So there's no there's no proof that it works. So some other myths. Uh, what mm-hmm. about beer before liquor? Never sicker. Beer before liquor, never for sicker, yeah. Yeah, so beer it implies flow. that if you start drinking beer and you beer move before, on to liquor. Wait, it's beer. Wait, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Right. right? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> right. Have you gone beer by and, this? No, I drink them at the same time. Beer okay. And a shot. Beer and a so shot. Beer and a shot. It implies that you're in for a rough night when, in fact, drinking order has nothing to do with how you feel. So beer and a shot, beer and a shot is fine. Yeah. Um, it's said that the perception of micking, micking, 
mixing alcohol gets us drunker <laughs> due to the fact that when we mix drinks, we tend to drink greater volumes. So drink in any order that you like. It's all a myth. There's no... Can I, can I add something to that, though? No. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> yes, of course you can. <laughs> Over the years, like many years ago, up until the not so recent past, that was my jam. Like beer, usually cheap ass beer, whatever, PBR, whatever, and a shot of whiskey. Boom, boom. They go together really well. Yes, it's a power drive move to being completely obliterated or completely, you know. Anyway, point is. I have switched in recent years, maybe in the last four to five years, just drinking. If I go out, obviously not during COVID times, <clears throat> of just whiskey on the rocks. That's it. The whole night mm-hmm. through, just whiskey on the rocks. Because it takes so long to order a damn drink. I have to sip the damn thing. And it, I don't get full and I'm not going to the bathroom every two minutes, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you've, um, so you've laboratory tested it. <laughs> I've also laboratory tested this theory as well. But, kind um, of, I kind of stole that from a message in the chat, by the way. Oh, right on. That's okay. You can you can plagiarize. It's your show. Um, <laughs> Sorry, wait. <laughs> my point being is that um, I do feel better when I just stick with whiskey. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, mixing beer, but I think that has more to do with the fact that beer is just more filling. I just, you know, I get more bloated, whatever. It's just more uncomfortable all the way around. So I think my, I, you know, just stick with whiskey is my plan. It's my jam. All right. What do you think about, is it true or false? Women cannot drink as much as men. Oh my God. Have you met my female friends? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of your female friends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, can they physically drink more? I mean, do you mean, all right, let me ask. Do you mean, can they actually put more alcohol in their face or can they, can their bodies process it? What are you asking? Um, like as much. Can they just like turn a bottle up? Because I, I know some people that can, t- you know, some women that can turn a bottle upside down. And, and The average man. Okay. Compared to the average woman. If they drank the same amount of alcohol, would it have the same effect? Well, since I don't drink with average people. Well, you're not average either. No, no. That's like the weirdest compliment I've ever given anybody. On which side of the spectrum you expect me to land on on that average comment? I'm not sure. But wait a minute. Can I? Well, I I don't know. Physiologically, I guess I would say no. Men can drink more. Is that? Am I wrong? Am I? It's it's actually true. And but you might believe that it's because women be tend be tend be tend. You might believe that it's because women tend to be smaller than men. It's actually true for a different reason. Men and women do process alcohol at different rates, but it's because women have an enzyme called alcohol. I'm going to fuck this up, so I'm just going to ring the bell and say (laughs) dehydrogenase that breaks down alcohol before absorption. Mm -hmm. And this combined with women have a naturally lower body water percentages, it means that women feel the effects of alcohol more than men, which means 
I hereby declare that I should get some bell leniency. You will get no such thing. You can be sneaky and fill your glass with iced tea if you have to, bitch. But still, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're not going to get any leniency Fine. from over here. You just, uh, you know, sip yeah, less. That's all right. You can, um, you can handle this. No, I can handle this. I of lived in Richmond. I know you can. I know who you are. All right. Do you think you can sweat out the alcohol? Can you sweat out alcohol? I mean, I'm assuming you can sweat out anything that's in your body. I mean, whatever's in there is, can get sweated out if the body wants to. But I, I don't, I don't, eh, it doesn't sound right to me. It seems like it would metabolize. Okay. First of all, in the chat, if you're not an average drinker, what are you? An overachiever? <laughs> I'm a Mensa level drinker. <laughs> and then and then there's some advanced drinkers in the chat as well. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Talented, talented and gifted. <clears throat> the talented and gifted drinker. So I used to know somebody that would drink heavily. Actually, you know them too now that I think about it, but I'm not gonna oh, call yeah. them out. And they oh, would really you're not they, gonna call them out because that's how you this, do this person I'm not. Um okay. They would go to Sticky Rice and drink a ton of alcohol and then go to the gym the next day and sit in the sauna to sweat it out. And they swore up and down like, oh, I'm hungover. I have to go there. And by sweating, they felt like their hangover would go away. Okay. It's not true. Well, yeah. I'm not even surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all, actually. It's because well, tell me, do you know do you know why? I mean yeah. what's the yeah what's because the your hangover is sponsored in part by inflammation, dehydration, and lack of sleep. So when you go in and you those. sweat it out, <laughs> you yeah, I don't even need alcohol for that. Like uh, so <laughs> so when you go in and sweat it out, you're actually creating more of a problem, and that is you're dehydrating yourself further. So oh, your wow. body's already in a fragile state. And all you're doing is stressing yourself out more, which I'm the queen of stressing myself out. So I'm pretty surprised. Oh my God, you are pretty good at that. Yeah. But I am too, though. I'm I'm the worst at that too. I'm going on vacation on Friday. So yeah, I heard you mention that earlier and I tell me about it. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. that? Yeah. So what about the myth or fact that I just gave it away? Coffee sobers you up. The, the myth or fact that coffee sobers you up. Let's see, based on some like inside knowledge I have, I'm gonna tell, say it's a fact. It's a myth. I know. It's gonna make you feel, it's gonna make you feel alert, but you're still gonna be drunk because well, isn't alcohol. That the point? Who gives a shit whether it actually does the thing? I know, but people like actually wholeheartedly thing, believe. Difference? And the bigger thing here is, I think that sometimes people drink coffee and then they're like, "I'm fine to drive." You're never fine well, to drive if dumb. you've been drinking. I'm sorry. That, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's address that for a fact. That that is an interesting thing to bring up in this in your story here. If you've been drinking. I don't give a fuck what else you put in your body at the time. The only thing that's going to sober you up, asshole, is time. That's it. Mm -hmm. Time. Chill. Chill the fuck out. Do not get in your goddamn car, and I'm going to curse at you. Because if you decide to do that, you deserve to be cursed at. Somebody said you can sober up with 
time and you get to choose the variety, the one in jail or just there plain time. And so, there's a very astute comment, whoever that was. Yeah, you know, they I'm weren't saying the it to me I'm for the record. The it's not a mistake, but simply in honor of that statement, because that's absolutely true. So remember that alcohol dehydrogenase word that I couldn't pronounce? Yeah, that one. That's the thing that metabolizes alcohol in your body and caffeine has zero effect on it. So don't try drinking coffee unless you just want to party longer. Though putting alcohol in your coffee, I'm all about that. Yeah, I mean. Coffee, that's, yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. We just Whenever hit- I have like a... <laughs> I feel that sound like so terrible. Whenever I actually have some whiskey left over from the night before, and I go get my morning coffee at the bodega on the corner, like sometimes this just like feels great to be like bup, 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 just a little bit in my coffee. Wait, bup, 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 bup. that's the noise. But you said just a little don't bit. Shame my sound effects. That's how. Say, that's what it sounds like. Okay, but yeah, it's good shit. I know that you're not going to know anything about this, but do you think if you don't drink during the week, it's cool to let loose on the weekend? (laughs) I have no experience with it. Right. (laughs) But it turns out that you were doing the right thing because binge drinking is worse on your body than moderate consumption of alcohol Mm -hmm. so maybe you weren't doing the right thing but it's basically saying no more dry january no more saving it for the weekend enjoy your whiskey daily just in moderation no no that's i i 100 100 behind that and also by the way just as someone someone who enjoys drinking whiskey frequently buy yourself a good bottle get a good bottle because for the longest time I would get, you know, I would just buy the whiskeys that were, you know, because I wanted to drink. I come home and I just wanted to drink some whiskey while ever I did whatever the hell else I did. And I didn't really care. Buy yourself a good bottle because it will last you longer because it tastes better and you don't want to waste it. And that way you drink less. It's uh, you actually have a better experience. And um, I don't know, it's just more interesting. I'm sorry. More if it tastes better, I'm going to drink more of it. Uh, it, you would think it works that way. At least maybe it does I'm, for me. this is subjective. It doesn't for me. Because if I want, if I like it a lot, I want to savor it. And if it's just like party whiskey, which which is also great. I'm not downing party whiskey because that's awesome. But if I really, really like it, I'm going to sip it. I'm going to sip it. And I'm going to be sad when I see it getting low because I also know it's an expensive bottle. And I'm not going to buy another one of them. <laughs> so, like, have to like, you know, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it chill. But that's just, you know, drinking okay. lessons from an old man. There you go. So we've got some lessons from an old man. <laughs> we are going to switch this around because we only had one guest tonight, but we have mm-hmm. a lot of questions from listener mail and Q and A. Yeah, but we do. That's normally. Normally, we'd pop in the bartender's anonymous here. We're going to skip that. This is me letting Jessica know in real time. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the Q&A, and then we're going to end with the bartender's anonymous tonight. I do want to mention that it's our first time streaming is a Twitch affiliate, and we have uh, five good. subscribers so already. Five Can I say them. something to, the, to, to everyone? First no. of all, Amy, when Amy uh, announced that at the beginning of the episode... 
She mm-hmm. told me she had something to announce and she had news, whatever. She asked me if I wanted to know before we went on. And I said no, because I wanted to find out with you guys. And this is, I don't know, this is my first podcast. You know, I know you've been doing this longer than me, Amy, but um, no, that's, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm really, I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm, I'm excited for what the opportunities and having used that opens up for us in the future. So, but uh, yeah, Amy, lead the charge on the listener mail. Let's, let's okay. This. So first question is, who among the people featured in the Dead Men of Whiskey episodes would you most want to have a drink with and what would you want to talk about? All right. You know, I know the answer to your question. Every, I mean, everybody does. Everybody knows the answer to that. You know, out of so far of all the people that we've talked about and you know, the ones that, you know, we'll be talking about in the future that we've already you know, planned the shows for, um, I think it still comes down to... Uh, it, you know, what, what, Lloyd C. Lloyd C. He died when he was 21, bootlegger in Georgia, but uh, just a fucking badass. One of the like progenitors of NASCAR. I'm not a I'm not a NASCAR fan in the way that NASCAR fans are NASCAR fans, but I love driving. I love driving fast. I love fast cars, and I love the romance of bootleggers and prohibition. And he just seemed like a dude that would probably try to start a fight with me halfway through our conversation. But uh, I would gladly have that fight. I would totally fight that dude. But I would love to drink with him first. Yeah, I can't. We So we had a Lloyd C. episode that hasn't been released yet. And it's not actually an episode. It was kind of something that we were playing around with. It was a promo. It was a test. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're going to release it as a bonus episode. But it's coming. It's a good, good story. Yeah, Um, it really is. Widow, Widowmaker, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, gifting five subs. So we have 10 subscribers now. Oh, we rock. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I just got so nerdy and excited. Um, I'm going to answer thank the question you, because somebody asked us, and I know that you know the answer to this, and I say it constantly, mm-hmm. um, if I could have uh, a drink with one person, that we have covered, it would definitely be James E. Pepper. And yeah, you just that... have a drink with him. Huh? <laughs> well, oh, okay. <laughs> I, and what would, what would I talk about? Like, I think that he is the PT Barnum of whiskey and just his, his like marketing prowess. Is that fair? <laughs> Oh God, the whiskey's really sitting in. Is it, I, is, it, is it getting to you? I think that he was over the top and like slightly crazy, but in a fun kind of way. And like, I'd never want to date the dude because like those guys are always the worst, but yeah, yeah, sure. um, I definitely want to hang out with him and have a drink. But you also have like a, a love for the circus and carnivals and stuff. Like yes. That. That's like deep in your. In yeah, your I mean, my business book. is named. Yeah, uh, Gillyway. Most of in then pieces of my business are also named after circus things. So I am circus mm-hmm. obsessed and that should not come as a surprise to anyone. <laughs> All right. A question from the chat. Since you're now full on Twitcher people, does that mean you'll hunt monsters and live stream it? Um, there's Can somebody, is no, that an option? <laughs> no, that's not an option. <laughs> there's also somebody that I think is watching the show right now. 
that um, was like, you should just live stream some games. And then I was like, I don't know how to play video games. Oh, my God. I play video games all the time. But he was like, oh, I'll show you. And then I played one video game at his house. And he was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. And like literally took it away. So he's the best. Listen, I love the. I know this is so not a whiskey question about playing games and stuff, but um, I play Apex a lot, which I know, Amy, you probably don't know what that is, but um, the I'm the Krells, T H E C H R E L S, on Apex. Come play with me, because seriously, man, it's COVID times. I got nothing else to do. (laughs) All my films are on hiatus until like the end of the year, so. God damn. Here's, my ass. here's a good segue. What mm-hmm. trips slash adventures are the dead men of whiskey team members looking forward to after COVID? Oh, and yeah. why are those why those in particular? You want I'll me to go? go? You, 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 yeah, please. You say this because I, okay. I, I just love hearing about it. I, and this isn't after COVID. This is Friday. Um, I have oh, rented right. on a vacation. Yeah. I have rented a van that has its own bathroom, so it's COVID friendly travel. Mm-hmm. And I am getting in that van and going to Utah. Oh, and I'm nice. gonna swim in hot springs and go to Arches and Homestead Crater, which is the most magical place in I the world. To, Amy, I have to put you back in touch. Do you remember John Martin? Yeah. Remember John Martin used to do chew on this magazine with me. Yeah, he's I out, yeah he, I don't know. Anyway, he's out in Utah. He's oh. he's no no he's he's a dude. If you're gonna go out to that area, he knows every single nook and cranny of beautiful spot off the beaten path. This that or the other. I definitely have to put the two of you back in touch together so that you can ask him because he will definitely put you in the right place. Cool, oh, that's cool. great. Good for you. That's I'm glad you're getting out. That's awesome. But then when um, it's safe to travel, I think the two of us have, the two of us, me and you, Christian, have lots of travel plans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was hoping that's what you were going to talk about, but I guess your vacation kind of takes precedence over that. Okay, it's I'm, it's, yeah, it's, it's like imminent. 48 no, I'm excited for hours that's away. Amazing. I'll be yeah, sleeping I, in like a Walmart parking lot in two days. So well, it's super I, exciting. I have an answer to this too, so I'm also okay. excited. So this Saturday, I get my first uh vaccine mm-hmm. and i'm incredibly fucking excited about that is this the covid vaccine or some like no, rabies no, vaccine? What? rabies i'm gonna get the rabies vaccine of course covid what other fucking vaccine can i possibly be talking rabies about? Um, all right fine fair enough anyways anyways so i'm me. getting getting the vaccination thing kind of going through and i'm excited to get that done but um, I am I get invited to I'm producing a film in Italy in August. And I am a, I'm just incredibly excited. The executive producer, I'm, my wife and I are going to stay at his house and in the, like, the Amalfi Coast. And I haven't been like, obviously since COVID, I haven't been out of the country, you know, in a minute. And I just, I'm dying to do that. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. And then possibly doing um, location scouting in Ukraine while I'm there for another film that I'm shooting in January. So um, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I just, I can, and not to mention, of course, our plans together for a, <laughs> sorry. 
Did you just freeze? <laughs> no, I didn't freeze. I just burped like an animal into my mic. Nope, um, you're frozen. Oh, you're frozen. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. So while you're getting back, I'm going right. to talk a little bit I'm about. Move around a oh, lot. you're this... back. Yeah. Back. Okay. All I right, mean, cool. just great because we wanted to see you shake it. Um, well, you know. Next. Cost. I've got one last question. Wait, mm-hmm. hold on. Somebody wrote, "Are we talking spaghetti western?" I, uh, I think they're asking no. about what you're filming. No, it's not. It's a <laughs> it's an indie rom com. <laughs> um, and then they said, "Stop dancing." It's not OnlyFans. No, well, really, it can be. I don't know. Nobody will pay for it. <laughs> we'll lose. We'll lose viewers. Okay, are you ready for the last question of the evening? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Christian mentioned really wanting to have a drink with Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herbin. For Amy and Christian, who are in your top three people that you'd like to have a drink or several with and why? All right. You want to go first? No, because I haven't thought of the answer. Why didn't I think of the answer? I I think about this all the time. Um, (laughs) All right. I would like to have a drink with... I mean, Paul Rubens is, for, is for the context of what we were talking about, made sense to, I mean, really, I would love to have a drink with that guy. But um, you didn't say living or dead, or did they? Did I miss that part? They, they didn't. I'm going to okay. assume that they meant living. Because right, we already so let's had say the living. Dead. Let's just say living. I would love to have a drink with George Lucas. Because is he alive? He, what? Yeah, of course he's still alive. Um, I will, you'll know from me when he dies, but, uh, architect of my imagination as a child, I would love to talk to that man and have a drink with him. Um, I would love to have a drink with, uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm excluding people I know because. Because you can have drinks with them? No, because fuck George Lucas. I want to have drinks with my friends. So, but if I have to to answer this question in the spirit of which it's being asked, I have to exclude my wife, my best friend, like people that, that I actually, actually want to have drinks with because everyone else can go fuck themselves because I would love much more to have have a drink with them. But um, George Lucas would be one of them. I would say, uh, (sighs) it's a hard question. Um, Barack Obama? Oh, that was my answer. I guess we could go both. You almost almost did that, though. Like, I mean, Barack Obama was, yeah, fuck you too, Amy. (laughs) But it's still uh, Barack Obama, simply because I really think I I think he'd be a fun person to sit and talk with. And, um, you know, outside of my super political, like, skewed mind, because that's all I focus on these days, you know, on an artistic level, um Jim Jarmusch and I was this close I was working on a TV show that I was this close to actually working with him on and I never actually got to meet him and um but Jim Jarmusch I would love to drink with that guy just as a I want to make movies like him and I just also want to know him because I have like about eight different friends in New York that are friends with him Mm-hmm. But I haven't, but we have never, like, never been in the same room at the same party that he's in or whatever. And um, it bugs me. So I think that one might be imminent. It might actually happen. So there's my three. Okay. 
Uh, since you stole my Obama answer, and I'm gonna cop out a little bit on this one and say, I want to have drinks with everybody that subscribed tonight. Oh, you're such a sappy fuck. No, like we worked really hard to get to this, and it's exciting. I and know. I want to drink with them too. I'm not saying I don't want to drink with them. These are I like know. The I most, know. you know, come on, but you know, they're not expecting you to say that. You know, that's a very nice thing to say. And I also want to have a drink with them. But I'm talking about people that are, who's going to add to your glee and joy of being alive at the same time, another impressive artist or influence in your life? Who do I you want to be? There's there's just a lot of people. I think that if I'm deciding who to have a drink with, and yes, it's like all of you, Um naturally but like if i'm deciding who to have a drink with i want it to be something that's going to have interesting stories and mm -hmm. i think storytelling is a really important thing and there's so many people that are good storytellers that i think that that would be really exciting i don't know like there's uh, i don't know and then i'm also obsessed with true crime so then i kind of am like maybe somebody true crime i have no idea i'm making people when blush. you say true crime are you talking about like the murderer or are you talking about the investigator um i get it because if you they both have, have good stories go away afterwards then have the then drink with the murderer they would both have good stories um i don't want to have a drink with a murderer yeah, you do. Um, stop pretending like you don't want to have a drink with a murderer. You totally do because you could just send them back to their cell when they're done. Oh, you mean convicted? Well, yeah. I mean, who would want to have a drink with a murderer who has not been convicted and may also have the opportunity to murder you? That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought okay. you were saying. All right, so, all right. So we're on the same page. Anyway, we're running way over tonight, and um. Do we need uh, to cut it short? We're over time. We're not cutting we? it short. We're over an hour. I, know, I, was right gonna, now. I was just about to have fun. I was going to take my shirt off, but I guess all right, fine. That's if you subscribe <laughs> at a higher level. Um, oh, and we have 11 subscribers now. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, Dalmer would have been, would have interesting tastes in drinks, I would imagine. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to keep everybody here all night because we have lives. Lives. <laughs> that wasn't true. No, that's a lie. Um, you guys are great. We have an episode coming out next week. And next week is the start of Women's History Month, and oh, yes. we are doing an amazing episode and covering some of the um, uh, wonderful amazing. women. Dead in, women of whiskey. Yeah, it's the dead women of whiskey next week. I'll be on vacation, so please listen. So when I get back, I'm really excited about things. And it's a really fun episode. I think you guys will like it a lot. Yeah. And then two weeks from today, we are back with another live episode. And that one's going to be super fun. And Callie's joining us. Callie um, Watts. Yeah. Uh, craft editor from Bust Magazine and uh, 
one half of Drunky Brewster, which is her mm-hmm. old rap rap group that she's <laughs> she's Maria also Gizmondi. Yeah. she's also the uh, co-host of Pop Tarts uh, mm-hmm. podcast uh, for Bus Magazine. So we've got a lot of good stuff in the works. We um, want to hear all of your questions and all of that stuff. So keep sending them to us. We really get excited about it. And thank you for joining us. Do you have any last words before we share the bartenders anonymous? We should share the bartenders anonymous, but do we not have a toast? Did you come up with a toast? Of course not. Okay. (laughs) We forgot something, but I was so busy planning my vacation. I'm getting in a van in 48 hours. That's all right. We're going to save this. Actually, here we go. Actually, here's what we're going to do right now. For those of you listening, if you have a favorite toast, that you do and you have like a backstory behind it there's whatever whatever even if there isn't one send it to us because at the end of these shows we like to toast each other with a unique toast we run out because sometimes you have the ones that you just rely on all the time these are the ones that hey, it's new to you but i've been saying this for like 12 years but uh we want to know what yours are so um hit us up hit us up let us know what they are and we'll uh, amy and i will cheers each other at the end of each episode with your toasts you know how i know it's time to go what because i'm like swirling in my chair because i are you swirling i've been done i've been kind of a little wiggly myself anyway so come up with a toast already (laughs) he can't come up with i'm just gonna say cheers good night everyone we love you it's been fun again and it will be fun next time as well And to that, drink to your health. I'll drink to mine. I'll even drink to yours. All right. Thanks, everyone. I bartended at this place for several summers in the Outer Banks, North Carolina. This place was completely insane for so many different ways. It was fine dining during the day and then, like, wild, blackout, drunk party bar at night. But it was, like, kind of fancy, designed like a New Orleans gaslit. Gaslight Saloon. As you came in, there was Nazi memorabilia for sale, like low-key. Like, you know, you wouldn't notice unless you really looked. All sorts of crazy shit for sale. Anyway, I could go on and on. There's so many bartending stories. But I think one story that sticks out in my mind was actually before I even bartended there. My, my sister asked me, I was in college, if I wanted to come live with her down there. I said, yes, quit my Ruby Tuesday job that day. Went down to the Outer Banks, applied for a job. First place I went to. Went in, applied, interviewed, got the job. As I'm waiting, now I'm, you know, got the job, stoked. I am sitting outside, like around by the flagpole, like outside the bar front door where there's like a huge, you know, like line forming. So this place is pretty popular. And sitting there waiting, just like, this is great. Like just one day, I already got a job. And two giant bouncers come like tossing this dude out the front door. And this crazy woman and like Daisy Dukes and like, you know, a white tank Wife beater, like just total trashy lady, comes flying out screaming like, "That's my husband, you motherfuckers! Hey, you know what? Fuck all y'all!" So she's got her middle fingers out. She's got these crazy skinny legs, these crazy little shorts on. She goes, "You know what? Fuck it! I'm pissing!" And she just starts, just like a geyser of liquid comes blasting out from like her crotch of her Daisy Duke jeans, like all over the sidewalk where all these people are hanging out. Sitting there with my sister and I just see this scene and I'm like, okay, this is going to be fucking awesome. 
It was real crazy place. Bikini contest every Sunday, and it was during the height of Jaeger bombs, so you can just imagine. Thanks for listening. Amy and Christian will be back next Whiskey Wednesday with a new audio episode. While you wait, why don't you leave them a voicemail with your thoughts at deadmenofwhiskey.com. They'd love to hear from you, and your voicemail just might be included in the show. Until then, friends, drink up, live legendary, and as always, please drink responsibly.